Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. Back to it, Dan. Back to the Silver Sorceress by Alec Hudson. What do we got? Uh, we've gone through. We've gone through chapter twenty-five. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Before Luke, before we get into the book, though, I don't. I don't know if this is a hot take. This is just kind of an observation, I think, about okay about fantasy books and sci-fi books. Really, most like books that we've been reading. So, like yesterday. I was like at a party, just kind of hanging out with some people, celebrating somebody's birthday. And I think I ate something bad because I, I started just feeling like garbage. I started feeling mm-hmm. so bad. And I was just like, man, I really, I really want to go home. I'd love to just go home right now and go to sleep. And then this morning I felt like kind of bad, but like pretty much good now. Right. So the point is. Whenever anybody gets sick in one of these books, it's like life-threatening or not, right? Oh. So, like, have we ever... Like, Harry Potter doesn't just get the cold, right? Right. He's never like, oh, I threw up a couple times, but I still... I'm going to go to class because I can't miss this exam. (laughs) You're saying there's not... Okay, this is actually... This is something that we've talked about. Kind of of separately from this, but very similar. Uh, and that's when, when we brought up the fact that there's no minor injuries. Ooh, yes, yes. Or no, no, no I don't think minor is the term. No, um, nobody's like pulling muscles or anything like right. this. Nobody's pulling muscles, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's kind of wild. I, I just I, okay. So maybe in all these fantastical worlds that we're living in, they've just like solved all these problems, right? Maybe nobody gets the flu in Harry Potter world because they're just like, oh, we got a spell for that. Boom. You're totally fine. Stop complaining. Probably for Harry Potter, I bet they do. Mm -hmm. Go to the infirmary, get that sorted out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they even just have like a pill. You know, (laughs) you don't have to go anywhere. You're like, I'm feeling kind of sick today. I'll take my ibuprofen (laughs) 2.0. Right, right. You're ultra morphine. (laughs) <laughs> exactly we'll call back there yeah yeah but i just feel like we're missing out on all of this like seasonal illness that everybody should be getting right like mm-hmm. oh hey um ned ned stark it's flu season be careful out there <laughs> wash your hands we always hear about i think we hear about that kind of thing but it's still in terms of like the disastrous results that it could it could have. So we still hear about how if you take an army out and march in the winter, you're going to lose a lot of people to sickness. But it's never like, hey, uh, I don't know, person in a story. It's getting a little cool today. <laughs> Hold on. Come on, Luke. You can give us a person in a story. <laughs> give us a person from a story we've read. Hey, hey, Quoth. Uh, I know you want to go follow dinner today, but you should take this scarf because you might catch a cold. Yeah, I don't think we don't we don't really see that. No, no, that never happens. I just and okay. To be fair, it never happens for the same reason we never learn every time our character wants to go use the bathroom because it's like pretty boring. Sure, but I just think 
at least a couple times it could, it could at least be a little funny for the story you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh um quotes in the middle of a no logan's in the middle of a you know a council meeting and suddenly he gets the sniffles really bad and starts sneezing everywhere oh right oh logan come on it could even it could even be like relevant you know like someone's sneaking around but they all of a sudden have to sneeze. Right. Right. They've got the flu or something. Yeah. I just I it makes it makes me feel less cool that I get kind of you know what I mean? Like we all want to be cool fantasy people, but if they never get sick, it's like come on. Like you're saying you you can suspend your disbelief for some things. Yeah. For like magic not- and fireballs and lightsabers, yeah. Right. But as soon as you read a book where no one's getting mundane sicknesses, you're done. Uh, okay, I'm not done. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a little frustrated. But if I get to the end, it's like, and nobody got a cold. It's like, <laughs> they did, though, right? Yeah. It could be, it could be like, you know, uh, there's one character the the main character has a little frosty relationship with mm-hmm. that that relationship gets mended when the main character gets sick and the main character brings him some soup or vice versa maybe the mean character isn't so mean after all oh mm-hmm. yeah a maybe, thoughtful. maybe you find out that uh glotta makes a mean chicken soup and brings it by to you one day and says hey heard you were feeling under the weather He's like, I can't chew this, but I think it's really good. <laughs> Brought you some chicken noodle. <laughs> totally. Anyway, that is just I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to feel I want to feel like Logan Nine Fingers when he gets a cold. You know, it makes me it would make me feel better. You know what? Going off of this a little bit, we hear a lot about when like there's not enough food or something like that mm-hmm. like when they're on a journey they can't find food very much mm-hmm. but i feel like it's always in terms of they're going to starve it's it's very rarely like i had a small lunch seems like we're struggling to hunt so dinner's going to be more at like 8 8 30 and i'm getting pretty grouchy right there's no hangry moments where they're like God, just set the trap like this. And then you, like, 30 minutes later, you're like, ooh, that was that was the hunger talking. I'm sorry. Now that I've had my smoothie, you were okay. I was just... I was a little bit cranky. I'm sorry. Oh, that's true. The, the mundane things, the mundane needs of the body, just not really well represented, I don't think. Not well represented in fantasy books. You're not wrong. It's mm-hmm. wild. I I think there's a yeah okay I I agree with you on that um okay on to the book yeah so again we're through chapter 25 it was an Aliana chapter yep we've read through it um so we we kind of we're kind of bookmarked on this section with uh Demian Mm -hmm. being like super injured Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah, they start that's this so section true. with, and they're basically the same injury. <laughs> and one note that I had for the first section that's pretty relevant for the, this section as well, although, well, 
so so Demian is a sorcerer mm-hmm. who has been alive for roughly a thousand years. Yes. And sure, Aliana says that healing spells are like the hardest ones to do. But you couldn't you couldn't study for for just like one just a general like plus five percent HP. It's a small one. Yeah, yeah, but incredibly useful, especially when we learn in the Crimson Queen from Jan that you could they're not immortal in the sense that they're invincible, right? If he takes an arrow to the eye, he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. But but if you could develop just one spell to prevent you from bleeding out, like think of the okay, let's just do a cost benefit analysis. Okay. 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 I could potentially live a hundred years. That's like the max I could ever live without this immortality thing. Of that hundred years, I could spend mm, thirty years getting really good at healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna die at a hundred, right? So was it worth it? I don't well, know. I mean, if if your if your only goal is to save yourself, maybe not. Right. I mean, you could. You could be a professional. You could be a doctor. Yeah, but like, that's boring. But, but okay, yeah, keeping to your point. But I want to fight with swords. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so then, now I'm immortal. I can live for a thousand years. And it's going to take me the same time, if not less time, to learn a healing spell than another person who's not an immortal. Because I'm like a talented wizard, right? I'm, very, I'm a very talented sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And the benefit of it is, yeah, I might be able to live another thousand years if I spend 30 years learning a healing spell. Right. Yeah, that's worth I, it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Because Aliana says that healing magic is the hardest magic. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll trust you on that. Yeah. But she's she also, I don't think, has done like knows much about healing magic. So her framework for that is for a regular sorcerer who, like you said, has max hundred years, probably less because this is not, well, they don't have, they don't um, have penicillin in this time period. Uh, I just, okay. And then, and then let's, let's come to Demian for this Mm -hmm. because Demian seems to have spent his last thousand years or so trying to get better at fighting. Yes. We learned that he like investigated Red Fang. Investigated Red Fang. He he still constantly practices his sword fighting, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh he was like he would be uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Oh, we're gonna cut this when you're just when you're just sitting thinking about stuff. Meditating. <laughs> he's been he's he says that he's been meditating, and I'm a, that's like I don't I think he's been meditating for like 400 years. Yeah, it was definitely like they said several centuries he was meditating trying to figure this whole thing out, and he hasn't figured it out. No, so that's just like 400 years down the drain. Right. Yeah. To get like you're already. You're already one of arguably the best sword fighter in the world, even though you got kind of pwned by Shin. Yeah, you got pwned by Shin. Um, you already have like sorcery. So you're like one of the best sword fighters, 
one of the best sorcerers in enough offensive power for you, Demian. Okay. Like what, <laughs> what are you gaining by another 400 years of like working on your cuts? Give me just 30 years learning a little healing spell. Also, we're forgetting the fact that he has a sword that you literally just have to touch somebody with and they're dead. So like, this is this is a classic example of somebody focusing way too much on offense and not nearly enough on defense. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a somebody once told Damien the best defense is a good is a great offense. And he just assumed that you don't need any defense if you're all offense. He was like, "Oh, okay, so I just okay, I think I understand now." <laughs> um yeah, this is wild I also, okay, I think it's crazy that they didn't do any preparation to be immortal. What I mean by that is there is like a good number of spells that would be really useful if you're going to be immortal. Okay. So have the healer person teach you how to like do a lot of healing stuff Mm -hmm. or you find you, you start a school. You start a healing magic school that will survive the cataclysm that you can just go whenever you want or you can take an acolyte with you, right? Every now and then you stop by, grab an acolyte from this healing school. Come on, we're going to travel around for 50 years. You know, they're just your little healing buddy. Uh And then you go back when a new generation is starting to come up and you say, all right, new healing buddy, come on. All right, you take the like the top student from every generation Mm -hmm. it's great honor for them yeah you're an immortal like god sorcerer right this this is a good point because like what are you guys doing for all this time (laughs) right (laughs) right well like aliana has been chilling in the pleasure garden for a long time Mm -hmm. demian has been meditating unsuccessfully unsuccessfully for hundreds of years um and we don't know about anybody else oh jan Jan has been like thinking that he's a farmer for a while and then i don't yeah i don't think we know about anyone else no it's like not one of okay so here's i feel like if you're like a really powerful person some of them have to like kind of want to do good right yeah yeah Maybe. I don't I don't know if that's I think, true. Well, okay, so I think definitely because Aliana tricked a few of them into mm-hmm. the thing. But if you remember how they became immortal, like you're probably not that good. Like yeah. if you knew what was going on, you're probably not that altruistic. Unless you're trying to make up for it. Unless you're trying to like seek like forgiveness for this terrible thing that you did i guess i just i would like to hear a little bit more from everyone that was involved in this Mm -hmm. because it doesn't class reunion kind of thing right class reunion maybe some some interviews um come on the pod (laughs) but if you if you're gonna undertake let's 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 stipulate to say that they a lot of them knew Mm mm-hmm that maybe they didn't know the means by which they would become immortal, but they knew mm-hmm. that that was the goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize them for wanting to become immortal, mm-hmm. but you gotta have some kind of goal. 
you know? You can't just be like, sure, today we'll become immortal. <laughs> and then be like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> because you need to have you need to have some kind of driving force behind you to last a thousand years, otherwise you're stuck in the dark meditating unsuccessfully. Right. Well, <laughs> And so we learn a little bit about Demian's motivations, right? He was trying to figure out, like, the the purpose, mm-hmm. essentially. He's trying to figure out what his purpose is. And he mentions that. And then he ends up meditating for several hundred years under a mountain. So it sounds like it didn't go great for him. Right. But yeah. I, ooh. Yeah, Luke, I, I think this is something we need to keep our eye on. Because here's the other thing. Any of these characters we've met so far could be one of these immortal sorcerers. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Well, anybody we've met so far that Aliana and Damien haven't already outed could be one of these immortal sorcerers. Um, And so we don't know what other things are happening behind the scenes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Demian is Aliana's biggest hype man of all time. And he's like, you made this happen. You're the best. This is all you, dog. And really, Aliana was just like some person who was along for the ride. And all the other immortal sorcerers are out there just like controlling everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, Aliana. <laughs> Aliana's like the little cousin or the, like the little sibling who's there when you're playing like N64 on a sleepover and you're like, you have to let them play, but like, they're not really good. Right. So, okay. So I will say we do see Jen's memory of the event and Aliana is clearly in charge, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that she, cause it seems like Aliana, I don't know if this is true, but it doesn't seem like she has like improved herself. Significantly, the Crimson Queen like destroys her, right? Right. So, I mean, okay. I don't think you can, in terms of raw power, like how long you are alive, probably doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's basically how the Crimson Queen won. Mm -hmm. But like, Aliana, you gotta you gotta come up with some some techniques that you're that you've been working on for thousands of years. So there's got to be just some of these guys and gals hanging out for thousands of years, getting really specialized. Like, Querymanica, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but the healer guy, gotta be so good at healing by now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they're still alive, Luke. Right. Which we don't know. We, we don't know. No, this was, a, this was an aside. Okay. <laughs> okay, I want to come back to something that I touched on before when we were talking about Demian. So, Demian has this sword that if it touches you, you're going to die. Like, it just has to cut you a little bit, and there's no question you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this effect comes from the material that the sword is made out of, or the shape of the sword? Um, like, so, well, so it's, a, it's like a sentient sword. Yes. So I don't know if I would I don't know if I would characterize it as what it's made of or the shape. Ooh, but it's like it's it's described as like looking all cracked and messed up, right? Right. And okay, okay, okay. 
Do you, I guess, let me ask this question in a different way. Do you think if the sword was made in a different shape, it would have the same effect? Ooh. Like if it's, if, if the look of the sword is cosmetic, you're saying, and not. Yes, because this is, a, this is an important point because moving on from here, if all the sword has to do is cut you a little bit, you're not making a sword. <laughs> okay. Oh, good point. I mean, I, I, so I'm assuming that you have to, or I'm assuming that the, the effect is coming from like magic or whatever magic the entity in the sword is yes. producing. Yes. So my first thought would be like, that could be, it doesn't matter what it looks like as long as that entity is in there. Mm-hmm. But then you have to wonder if A, the entity makes the sword look like that, or if it is like only going into a sword that looks like that. <laughs> like you create, you're saying, you're saying when this entity was being put into something, there was like a whole rack of weapons and somebody designed one that just looked like a mess of needles and was like, this will be the most effective for you to just destroy everybody. Right. And He's the like, thing that was like, terrible. that looks, yeah, that looks so bad. What do you call that? You call that a shrike? No, I'm not getting in that. <laughs> but the other thing is, I mean, I mean, you're, you're so you're saying like a mess of needles would be the most effective. The only, I mean, when it's when it's out and about, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you sheathing that guy though? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just put it on a leash or something. You put it on a leash. Yeah. You. Oh yeah. You put it on a leash and then you just swing it around you. Oh, somebody's coming. Well, let me just swing around my needle ball. And <laughs> But I'm saying, if you're walking down a path, not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's ridiculous. You're getting jabbed by that guy and dying. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe not a needle ball. Okay, unless, you, <laughs> unless you're going to put it in something and make it look like a, uh, like a medicine ball, you know, that you can just kind of bounce along. But... I, I just, if all you have to do is cut somebody a little bit, a sword is designed to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to kill somebody. You just need to cut them. There's a way, there are way better shapes, I think. I'm not this. trying to think what the best shape for this is. Because you got you to gotta take into account everything, right? Yes. You got to take into account when you're not fighting with it, safety for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. If you're fighting multiple people, because I was going to say, like, give me a little throwing knife. I'll just I'll, I'll hit their ankle every time because they're not going to guard their ankle from a throwing knife. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you've got to learn. How, you've got to practice how to throw it. That's hard. I mean, That's a challenge. Years. Maybe just. OK, OK, OK. Ooh, here's how you do it, Luke. You sneak it. So the, you make it into something that doesn't look like a sword. It doesn't look intimidating at all. And then you get up real close or not even real close. You just like scratch them on the ear with it a little bit. You may, it's, <laughs> No, it's a back scratcher is what it is. Everyone's like, back what is scratcher. this? Freaking back scratcher? Sure. You're going to fight me with a back scratcher, dude? And then they boast and they're like, give me that. I'll scratch my own back. And then they're dead. And then they're dead. And you're like, ha, it works every time. See, D- Demian needs to think to fight smarter, not harder. 
Okay, the other the other thing about this though, let's assume you can't change the sword. Sword is how it is, but its effect we already know, right? Just cut somebody a little bit, they're dead. Demian's gotta learn a new sword fighting technique, right? Oh yeah, you you change your technique to just get a little cut in. Yeah, because your technique doesn't have to be I need to stab them through or cut their head off. It's just like I need to nick their ear a little bit. Right. And so your style here's, changes here's, dramatically. Here's, I think, I think I would agree with you. Yes. I think Demian's mindset doesn't allow for that. Because mm. he's like, here's, the, I'm going to use an analogy. Mm-hmm. When you're, let's say you're taking a class, you're taking a math class. I don't know what math class, but you're taking a math class and you're on, you're doing some homework and one of your homework questions is multiple choice. You could just plug in the numbers and find the answer, or you could like actually go through the problem, come out with the answer, and see if it's one of the choices. Uh huh. Demian's choosing that option, but it would be much more effective if he just like <laughs> plugged in the question or right. plugged in the answers. Right. Demian is like holding on to that pride. That, mm-hmm. that like honor way of killing when Demian's not like an honorable guy no he does this to Shin yeah he's like fooling himself into thinking like oh I still gotta be a really good sword fighter when it's like no dude just work smarter not harder why are you doing this like what's the point of your sword if you're not gonna do it right 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 your sword hates you Demian it's yeah okay god Okay, hold. We we need to stick. We're we're already talking about Demian. Maybe, maybe there's some effect on some on on these people's brains when they did the immortality spell. Maybe they lost a certain amount of like memory processing. Okay. Be- and the reason that I mention that is, Demian is talking about how. I don't remember if this is when he is exploring the Undercity with Whisper, but at one point he says something, he says something like, oh yeah, nobody would mess with me because they know I'm the scariest thing around and I'm, I don't really have to worry about anything because I'm like the best, super powerful. Uh, Demian, you like literally just spent a month recovering from a guy stabbing you and almost killing you and it was just a guy right Right. and like you definitely remember that happened right but you're you're talking to yourself being like yeah nobody would mess with me i'm demian i'm the best my guy like what happened to your brain (laughs) I, I mean, I think this is more of just him him pushing away some unwelcome thoughts rather than him actually, like, forgetting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's probably like, no, I won that fight. He's dead. It's like, no, dude, you clearly lost. Yeah. I, I think, think that's in, I think that's in Demian's character. I think that's true. So Demian is just the ultimate hype man then. He, like, forgets all of his losses, and he's just like, come on, we got this. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
He also... Okay. So we're staying on Demian because we've got a lot on him, apparently. He gives... I forget who he's talking to. He gives some advice to some kid, mm -hmm. I think. Yep, yep, yep. And that advice is to hold on to your hate because it's the only thing you can't take. That's terrible advice. That's like the opposite of what you want to do, dude. Uh-huh. Well, what I mean, you, what? we get Nell. Nell in like one of the next few chapters is like, yeah, I hated those people because they killed my mom and it just like destroyed me on the inside. Yeah, you got to let go of that hate. Let go of Demian, the hate. This is what has, like, Demian was not meant for immortality. Ooh. You know? This is why, this is why he is very unsuccessful while he's meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, like, who, I don't know, Demian just, he doesn't have it going on. I feel like Demian doesn't really, like, learn from experience all that mm -hmm. much. Like, Demian thinks he knows how the world works, and he's, like, super set in his ways. Even after a thousand years of seeing crazy shit, he's like, nah, the world's pretty much like this, and I'm right. So, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, Demian, you almost got your ass handed to you. You did get your ass handed to you by a slave who had a better fighting technique than yours. And you're still like, no, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely it. Definitely it. Your brain is all, much. He formed all of his opinions when he was like 30. <laughs> and now that he's 1,030, he still hasn't changed them. No, not at all. Yeah. God. Okay, let's move on from Demian. Um, yes, let's move on from Demian. <laughs> Okay, I have I have Cholin next that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, do they not have like like rare steak in in Shan? <laughs> maybe not, Luke. Maybe not. Maybe they not. don't have maybe they don't have beef in Shan. Maybe not beef. Yeah, I guess every, most other things you don't really like. Under okay, anyway, you're talking about the scene when she she eats like a a salt and pepper rare steak right yeah and she's like it's still like red this is disgusting and then she eats it and she's like that's fantastic <laughs> yes okay all right okay just that um and then she goes she goes on this move and she's going toward she's going for the chosen right she's going into saltstone the fortress mm -hmm. the sword tells her something's going on up there she just goes in yeah I don't know. Okay, I'm I I'm on kind of both sides of this. Uh huh. Where number one, it's like you're not gonna like circle back, come up with a little plan, and then go in. You're gonna just be like, oh, my sword tells me it's in there. Let's get it. Let's go. Uh huh. Let's go. I on the one hand, I'm like, you need to. These are like demons that ended the world. You might need to prep a little bit more. But on the other hand, seize the opportunity, Cholin. Right. Right, maybe you, maybe you catch them unaware. Because uh -huh. my my thing about this is we don't really know the limits of these demon children. We don't know what they can see or hear or like how their perception works. Appar it seems like they can teleport. It Right now it seems like this is crazy sending a person with a sword to kill these things because they right. sound 
like so powerful um so on the one hand i get that the need for prep but on the other hand it's also like yeah but would that actually do anything yeah should you just be like sword you're literally the only hope for this so whatever (laughs) you say i'm gonna do yeah i mean i just i guess i guess i'm impressed with her confidence yeah i am too i think there's also something to be said for the fact that she is probably one of the best warriors outside of red fang yeah and like yeah maybe a pure could match her one for one that we learned a little bit about that but i think she's pretty confident in her fighting abilities which she should be um so i think she's got that confidence my problem with it it so she so saltstone is this fortress that she breaks into because she's following the sword what happened in saltstone like three months ago (laughs) you mean the big explosion in the fight the gigantic explosion people like sneaking into saltstone to try and just murder a bunch of sorcerers and cho lin who's been there for one day is able to sneak in yeah she's really good (laughs) She hides in a wagon full of cheese. <laughs> are you kidding me? Where are the metal detectors? Okay. We have we learned nothing? And I get okay, I get the Crimson Queen won. But like tell that to the families of all the sorcerers who died. Right. In that fight. My guess is that they're more like the Crimson Queen can put all of these like tripwires and stuff like that everywhere but my guess is that she's now very focused on people coming in with sorcery whereas cho lin is just is has no sorcery right like Mm -hmm. she's just coming in as a lady that's just really good at fighting (laughs) so it's like what are you gonna magically like doing using some magical detective system Uh like what are you gonna find from her you're not gonna find anything yes but, but maybe you throw some more guards up there. Is that what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, maybe at least a couple. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, hey, we found the Crimson Queen's weakness. Just sneak a bunch of people without magic into the into the <laughs> fortress. She can't kill them all. Or maybe it's a trap. Ooh. You're saying the Crimson Queen wanted Cholin to find Jan. Yeah. All right. There is a there is mention that the Crimson Queen probably knows that she's already there. Mm-hmm. Where Cholin's like, mm, she probably knows I'm here already. Yeah. So maybe. I was really ready for, you know, she goes to that inn that Jan also went to. I was really ready for like the serving woman to be the Crimson Queen. Again. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was not to be. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought that was a great little throwback. At first, I was like, is there only one inn in this whole city? Because we <laughs> love that. But no, we love the throwback. Um, okay, okay. We need to go back a little bit in the story. Okay. So let's go back to Lear when the crone is interrogating that Shan sailor who turns out to be I think a Genthiaki. Mm-hmm. I was it the same Genthiaki? Okay, this is something that I think 
is very interesting because we've been told there's only one Genthiaki left. I don't think there's only one Genthiaki left. I I couldn't I can't remember if it was described as having like a burned face. Because I, that would be the identifying feature, it, right? It would be, but if that were to happen, then the black vizier wouldn't be there, right? Right, unless it can move really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember if it had a... Because I, I do remember when Damien fought the black vizier, it had a messed up face. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't recall if this Shan Sailor had a messed up face. So it it could be there are more Genthiaki in the world, mm-hmm. right? That could be interesting. Yeah. But I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Genthiaki. We talked about this last episode. I am not on board with the Genthiaki. Oh, did I we? I think they're so cool. No, we talked about it. We talked about it off air. Oh, yeah, that was off air. <laughs> if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can get that get that off air discussion. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, like once we actually learn about the Genthiaki, they sound terrible. I'm glad we started exterminating them. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's not my. I'm not saying I'm like Team Genthiaki. I'm not like rooting for them in the war. Okay. I think they're very cool. Oh, sure. Like, I don't know. They're, they're they keep they keep doing dope stuff. I mean, like when the when the when they're when the black vizier guy is fighting the two shadow blades, mm. and one of them tries to do their shadow blade nonsense. Uh huh. And then and that's when we learn that the Genthiaki are the ones that built the little tunnel guys. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very cool, actually. And he just reaches in and grabs the guy out of the shadow. The Shadow yeah. Realm, oh, so cool. Oh, wait, maybe this is how that one Genthiaki is able to go around everywhere. Well, I think based on the next part of it, I think that it's still not like teleporting. Like you still have to travel the straight line distance, I think. I don't know, though, because when the, they're the Kith, Kithin, I think the Shadow Blades. Kith Kithkatan is what I've been Kith saying. Kithkatan, when they attacked Saltstone, were they teleported via Aliana, or did they teleport via their Shadow Power? Pretty, I think they were teleported via Demi, and he had like some kind of stone that he. Okay, I think you're right. Okay, okay, then that's fair. Okay, I think there's more than one Genthiaki. I would. I think. Th- I hope that that's true because. If there isn't, then the one who is playing as the Black Vizier was just on this ship, right? Yeah. Because he didn't anticipate being caught. So I think there's more than one. I would agree. I don't know why we, I don't know why I believed them in the first place that there was only one. Like, how would you know? <laughs> right. Oh, well, Luke, so you see there's this. This race of shape-shifting creatures that we've been hunting down. This is the last one, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know. Like, there could be so many. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we've asked around. This is the last one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, I want to come back to this because I, I I think that this is touching on a theory that I have. Okay. Um, But before we get there. 
The crone takes this person to their warehouse to interrogate them. And we learn that Mm -hmm. the crone's family has kept this warehouse for just this purpose. And that the warehouse is empty because it's only for interrogations. Uh, Isn't that way more suspicious than a full warehouse? Like, how much space do you need to do an interrogation of somebody? Um, You need, like, five square feet, right? I'm going to say more than five. Uh, I feel like you just need a normal-sized room. Uh Uh-huh. But they have a a warehouse that's empty for this purpose. Yeah. Unless, Unless they're doing interrogations of, like, 50 people at a time in one room. This is more suspicious than just a back room in a warehouse or a warehouse that's got just a little nook carved out. Right. I mean, does they say that that's exclusively what they do there? I think so. And maybe they like rolled up the ping pong tables when he came in. You know, I hadn't hadn't thought about this. Let's get back to business. So you're saying it is an empty warehouse, but they're doing a little bit of maybe they do some round robin around the ping pong mm-hmm. table and you've got to have a lot of room around the ping pong table if you're gonna do round robin right mm-hmm. okay i hadn't thought about this fact about it yeah either that or they just don't care that everybody knows it's their torture warehouse you know that's yeah that's my guess to be honest they're just like if anybody if anybody <laughs> want to go there <laughs> right right yeah yeah, all right, fair enough. I just thought it was a little ridiculous that they had this giant warehouse, empty, reserved for interrogations that they got to do. How many interrogations are you doing? I can't be that many. I hope it's not that many. Can't be that many. Uh, yeah. Okay, my next, my next note is on. I've got a few on like Keelan and. Cynicus in that kind of route. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. Okay. For one thing, being a paladin of Ama would be so inconvenient. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think a lot of them had a choice. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like saying that they chose wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, (laughs) this isn't, this isn't the best thing because like, Everyone knows what you who you are. Yeah. You're not It's like it's like the it's like the cost of fame kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not going to just walk into a bookstore, have a normal search around the bookstore, have a nice chat with somebody and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that you're like a pure and they're going to be terrified of you. Yeah, it's worse. Also, yeah, it's worse than fame because nobody's they don't love you. <laughs> they're like, "Oh shit, please don't come in my house." Right. Also, you have to kill every person that's a sorcerer that you see. That would suck. Right, right. Like, you're on a first date. You're really into her. You have, like, great conversation. You're, like, there until the restaurant's closing. And as you're leaving, there's a little puddle. And she turns the puddle into solid, you know, a solid material. So you can just walk over and get to your car. So convenient, but now I've got to pull out my bright white sword and stab her to death with it. Yeah. Because she, like, 
did me a cool favor? Yeah. Uh, you have to. Even though she was really dumb for doing that in front of you. Yeah. Not the wisest move, but maybe it was like, you know, that was her test. She was she was stepping out on a limb yeah. there. Yeah, and yeah. you you yeah. ruined it. Definitely failed. Yeah. Would be super super annoying. Um But also we're I also feel like we're not giving Cynicus enough credit. I have this exact note written down. Like, I just don't think that they're... I think that, first of all, I understand why Nell is mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you weigh, you weigh some stuff, you know? Got like, to. Like, first of all, Cynicus didn't really do it. <laughs> and... He also has like given up everything for you guys <laughs> in a like a very major way. <laughs> right. And like a he's going to be like enemy number 1 for his for his previous family. Yeah. Well, family quote unquote, but I th- I don't think we're giving him enough credit. No, we're we're definitely not cuz at first, you know, in Lear, we were we were joking about Senecus, like they gave him that helmet intentionally in Lear because nobody ha- nobody likes him and he's kind of an ass. But I feel like, you know, he has that interaction with Keelan with the sorcerer who does just a little bit of magic, and Senecus is like, I gotta kill that guy. And Keelan's like, dude, you don't kill that guy. He's he's very chill and very nice. Why don't don't kill him, please? Senecus is like, no, I have to. He's a sorcerer. Keelan's like, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? Senecus is just like, you don't understand. But then he walks off. He's like, fine, I'm not going to do it. And that's like going against everything that he has been taught as a member of the pure. Just because he's like cool with Keelan. (laughs) Come on. Come on, guys. Give him... Say some, say some nice things to Senecus. Yeah, okay. Nell, you say one nice thing about Senecus, and then Senecus, you say one nice thing about Nell. And then we'll there just bury the hatchet and put this whole thing behind us. <laughs> exactly. Um, one other thing about Kaelin and Senecus. They do this little... or they, they, they do like a little practice sword fight mm-hmm. against each other. And Senecus is like, Go ahead. Try your hardest. And Keelan is like, are you sure? I don't want to hurt you. Keelan, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know. (laughs) What are you going to do? You have been training with a sword for like three months max. And you're like 15. Well, I like to think Keelan asked that because he was about to just blast him with a fireball. He was just going to like destroy but even, but even that doesn't work on him oh yeah that doesn't that's, work on that's beer. true that's true <laughs> oh man can actually okay so you mentioned how inconvenient it would be to be pure that is like a pretty cool feature though oh yeah we're like sorcerers just can't do anything to you and you're way stronger and a better fighter than they are yeah but if you want to just live a normal life <laughs> yeah okay that's a good point that's a good point. Or like you ha- they have to have like objectives that would be helped by them not being obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean we get the uh the amulet, right? Yeah, but they only have like one of those. I know. This is the thing I think is crazy. They 
So there's a few instances where Seneca says we're supposed to investigate things to make sure that there's no sorcery around. And when they get to the Scalia, Seneca says, yeah, we have a deal. Once every three years, we can go in and look for books that are sorcery books. Yeah, but you also have an amulet that hides your pureness. So you could go in whenever you want and do it. Like, I feel like that's how you should do. You don't warn if you're okay. If you're actually trying to root out sorcery, you don't warn them. Hey, we're coming in next week. We're going to look we're going to look around for books about sorcery next week. Just just a heads up. Right. Yeah. No, you show up, you do an unexpected audit. All right. That's that's this is basic, basic stuff, guys. Seriously. It's... <sighs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, Luke. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't, I I have, the only notes I have left are about Aliana and Timian. Okay, well, we're going to, we're going to go to a theory then. Okay. So, Luke, since we're talking about Senecas, I've got a theory. And this is a theory that actually brings in Senecas with some of the other interesting creatures that we've talked about. So we learn in this section that there is essentially like a brothel for the people who serve Ama. Mm-hmm. Senecas has got to know about this, right? I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume so too. But of course, Senecas would never go there. Right. Right. But just knowing it exists, he knows that the people who run the church aren't necessarily like as idealistic as they say they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to believe that the first time Senecas had doubts was when he went and attacked the salt stone with these sorcerers. Okay. I will say, well, we haven't gotten to your theory yet. Mm-hmm. So you go, go ahead and get to your theory. All right. I don't think Senecas is actually a follower of Ama. I don't think Seneca's actually cares about any of this stuff. You think you think he's hiding his true motivations? Ah, I do think Seneca's is hiding. Seneca's is currently following around the most potent sorcerer that we have heard of, right? I think maybe at one point Seneca's was a real person. But I think now Seneca's is against Yaki, who is standing in for the Paladin Senecas. Oh, wow. And I think the reason why he's following around Killian... What's his name? Killian? Killian. Keelan. Keelan, thank you. The reason why he's following around Keelan is because Keelan is this source of potent, potent magics. And... So he's like, would be a great meal for this Genthyaki. Okay. Now, now you might ask a question. Well, I thought the Genthyaki weren't great at talking, right? Because anytime we've heard a Genthyaki talk, that's been their tell. Oh, really? I think so. Because I didn't know that they had a tell. I thought it was more like. Well, when they interview the Sean, the Shan Sailor. Their voice sounds really weird. Yeah. Okay, sure. 
Well, I'll, I'll take that. Okay, okay. So let's let's assume that's their tell. We'll have to go back and check. But I think that's the tell. Is when they talk, it's like kind of weird. <laughs> okay. If not, theory still holds water, right? Um, but if that is the tell, I'm also just saying that those are the those are the really like bad Genthyaki, right? So they're only able to find the Genthyaki that have a tell. All the other Genthyaki mm-hmm. in the world just are perfect. They don't okay. have a tell like that. So so that does get back to either way. It gets back to my point that I think Senecus is a Genthyaki who is following around Keelan, waiting for his opportunity to munch on him. And that's why, you know, he doesn't actually care about Ama or any of this stuff. That's why he's like, I don't care that the High Seneschal said I had to come back. I got to stick with you. This is an important quest. And that's convincing. That's convincing to Keelan and Nell. They're not suspicious uh-huh. of him. But uh, I, I like it. Right. I don't know if there's a ton of evidence for it. There's not. But I like, I, I like it. <laughs> Some would argue that there's no evidence for it. There's very but... little evidence for it. Here's my only evidence. Here's because what was nagging at me was if, you know, if Senecus had his eyes open even a little bit, he would already be aware that the Church of Ama isn't great. Like yeah. he'd already. I, okay. The thing that I was going to say about this before you said your theory mm-hmm. is that Seneca's we already, we already kind of see is pretty dumb, I would say. We talked about this in our Crimson Queen series, yeah. Right, because he travels with Demian the whole time. He's like, are you using sorcery? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, so maybe he just doesn't realize what all these... No, 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 this could be it. This is All right, this is an alternative theory is that it's in line with Seneca's like naivety. Like he's very naive mm-hmm. where he sees his brothers and sisters going into this like lust hall and they never let Seneca's and they're like, hey, if Seneca's comes to the door, don't let him in. Just tell him that we're praying or something. <laughs> like we, we, he, he's kind of an idiot. So right. we'll just tell him we're planning a surprise party for him or something. And he can't come in. And so maybe Senecus, it just takes a lot before Senecus realizes what's going on. Yeah, I think that's that's probably it. It but, takes a whole lot. But he could be a Genthiaki, though. Could could also be a Genthiaki. Anyone can be a Genthiaki at this point. Keelans could be a Genthiaki. Ho-ho! <laughs> um, okay. Back to Aliana and Demian at the end here. We get a lot about how, like, Aliana gets turned into a pure kind of thing. Mm. She's been tortured, but, and that it was like horrible, right? She's mm-hmm. gonna kill herself before going back there. Mm-hmm. And Demian and Aliana both kind of make it seem like becoming a pure and losing her sorcery was the worst thing. I. I don't think that that's the worst thing they could have done. Like, okay, sure. Being a sorceress was a big part of your identity, Mm -hmm. but they like really tortured you a lot. (laughs) You should focus on that part. 
Right. You right. could still be a really powerful person. Like, yeah. Yeah. You still get a lot of powers from being pure. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think you're complaining about the wrong stuff. Don't get me wrong. You have a reason to complain. Absolutely. I just I I think you should focus more on the whole torture thing. Yeah, I I think they're complaining. It would be like complaining that your dog like farted in the living room. Like the what? <laughs> Let me explain. The priests of Ama are going to do this thing to you, right? Like that's their thing is to uh-huh. try to turn you pure. Okay? Like you shouldn't be surprised that they did this to you. Okay? But what you can complain about is how bad it smells. <laughs> like, like they're gonna turn you into the pure. Okay? You can't knock them for doing that. But... It's just in their nature. But like they, a dog farting. Like a dog farting in the living room. Okay? But they also tortured you a lot. And that seems unnecessary. I feel like it's like, let's say, let's say you're like the best basketball player in the world Mm -hmm. and something happens to you and they're like, you are now terrible at basketball, but you're really good at soccer. Yeah. 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 Like, okay, sweet. And being, (laughs) that sucks. I really liked basketball. This is the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me and could have ever happened to you or to me. And they're like, the reason that you can't play basketball anymore but can play soccer is because we chopped off your arms and it still really hurts a lot. And then like continuing to be mad about not being able to play basketball again. It's like, your arms are just got ch- cut off, dude. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that. I just Yeah, this is a good point. I also think, like, they could have also done what what you're exactly saying, right? They could have, like, chopped off her arms and legs. Right. So, okay. So, she gets, she gets like, captured by the Ginthiaki, mm-hmm. gets taken into her dungeon cell. If you take that event and then go to the end event where she's now alive and pure, I'm going to say that's best case scenario. Yeah. 100%. Because there's no way you're getting out of there unscathed. Right. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Look on, look on the bright side of things, Aliana. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try and make you pure. You knew that was the deal. Like, you... also, she was kind of... Okay, I'm not gonna say she was asking for it. <laughs> but I think I am gonna say you had to know the risks. I'm not... I don't even okay. So I think the reason you're saying she was you don't want to say she was asking for because is because you don't want to victim blame. But I don't think you can put her in the victim category here. (laughs) She chose to make her little spider's nest the capital of the empire that is full of people that all they want to do is turn sorcerers pure. (laughs) And then she's like, "This is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me." It's like you should have put built your house somewhere else. (laughs) why did you move there yeah like you knew the risks come on i don't i'm i'm not feeling bad for aliana at all in fact i actually i i wanted aliana and uh demian to die so bad yeah i 
would be fine if they died. Not against it. I will say I'm kind of hoping for a little redemption arc going on. For for which one? Or both? I think they have both have potential for a redemption arc. Uh, I don't know if I believe okay. that they're going to have a redemption arc. Here's why I say that. They're both... Are they both terrible people? Yes, they are. 100%. But Demian, like, saves that kid, right? Demian's got, like, a certain weird, twisted morality to him where, like, he's clearly wrong in a lot of things. But he also, like, saved that kid from the pervert priest. And Aliana... Okay, I don't know what what good qualities we can take from Aliana. <laughs> But I feel like maybe we're gonna get a little redemption arc with Aliana. Like maybe, maybe this is arc. maybe this is the turnaround for her. Okay. She gets a new start, you know? She's kind of born again, right? <laughs> she's like she's like born into something pure. Yeah. Some could say. Exactly. Okay. She's gonna go on a mission trip or something and just like really figure out her life, you know? Yeah. I can see it. I can't, but I'm going to say that I can see it. Um, yeah, I think they were complaining about the wrong things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know who wasn't complaining about the wrong things? Who's that? Uh, Pello's wife. Okay. So Pello is the fishmonger. Uh-huh. They, he shows up at his house with no fish. And his wife is like kind of pissed when she opens the door and then realizes they have guests and is like, oh, okay, come on in. Um, and I was like, okay, why did, why did she have to be pissed when she opened the door? Like, maybe he just had a rough night, you know? But then later on, he's like, hey, you guys want some beer? And they're all like, oh, yeah, beer would be so good. And he's like, hang on, I'll be right back. Comes back with three glasses, one for him. One for Nell and one for Keelan. Uh, okay, so he doesn't get one for Senecas because Senecas doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, there's one more person in the room and she is staring at you with a ladle in hand about ready to f- clean your fucking clock. True. You don't get your wife a glass of beer? Okay, that's fair. And it's not like, like, I could understand if, if he was like, I know that she doesn't like beer. I'll go get her some water or, or some nice iced tea. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even, doesn't even do that. No offer. Doesn't even ask her if she wants some water. Nope. She made this delicious fish stew for you. So good. Worked all day on it. And then you don't even ask if she wants a glass of beer or water or tea. <laughs> you're ter- yeah. You're a terrible husband. Mm-hmm. You deserve this like scorn that she was about to throw on you when you opened the door. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say. Uh, anyway, that's all I have <laughs> on that. I just was pretty pretty upset. I I would agree with you. I I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's just very rude. Very rude. So rude. Well, Luke, we're gonna find out. Next week, hopefully, what happens with this pirate king, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're going to find out a little bit more about the demo. Uh-huh. See if De- Demian's got one of these worms in his brain. That'd be kind of fun. 
Um, and maybe we're going to have a few hot takes about them. But we're definitely going to be acting like dumb nerds. Yeah.